there, fishermen. Welcome to the podcast. Today we discuss the election, Star Wars, and Batman with the incredible Mr. Hunt. So let's get started. This is Victoria, Mackenzie, and Kate here with Mr. Hunt. Yay! Awesome. So how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Well, we have questions, obviously, so let's jump in. First off, since we're all in that uh, transition to the adult age and after we graduate or when we're in high school, our senior year, we need to know how to vote. So when we turn 18, what is the process to register to vote? It may be easy for you guys because we've gone to the Motor Voter Bill in Oregon. So anytime you register, anytime, once you're 17, if you get a new license, you renew your license, or have to uh, re- replace your license, you are automatically registered to vote. If that doesn't work for you, then you just go online, and as long as you have your a license number, we can register you that way, or paper. If you have, if you have a Social Security number, last four-digit Social Security number, fill out the paper one, and we send that in. Wow. That seems really easy. It is. It is. I registered. It is both. unbelievably easy in order. I, uh, I yeah, thought it was going to be like so hard. You yeah, I thought you had to like, like all this paperwork. And, yeah. It, will take I, it you, took me like 15 minutes. Like I did it right before dinner one day. We actually <laughs> do it in government class when you're a senior. We give you the opportunity to. We're actually by law required to give you the opportunity to register to vote in oh, government. Oh, really? And That's so cool. You'll have the chance. So if you aren't registered to do it then, it'll take us about five minutes. Well, That's I'll be cool. turning 18 in October, and then I'll be registered to vote. Yeah. Yes. Okay, um, what's the difference between caucuses and primaries? Okay. <laughs> Caucus, basically, it's a big meeting. And you have areas that you, you come into, and the parties set it up. And so for us, maybe the party would – we don't have caucus in Oregon. We have a primary but in the caucus, let's say they would use the gym and they would say, okay, all Republicans or Democrats in this area, you're going to meet at Story High School gym. You come to the gym, and basically then people speak in support of the candidate from that party that they think you should be voting for. And then generally they give you a ballot and you fill it out and turn it in, and they count up that caucus and they count up all of them. That's how they determine it. So it's kind of a group setting, like a town hall meeting kind of. Yeah. And they use that to set it up. Primary is you just vote. They, so in Oregon, when we vote in May, if you're 18 by May 17th, they're going to send you your ballot in the mail. And you pick who, you're, who you want and you send it back in and that's it. So primary is just you vote. Everybody just votes kind of on their own. And caucus, you get in these big meetings, hash it out, and then determine the winner. So, like, a caucus is more like a rowdy and a little less organized kind of way, just so people could say their own opinions about who they want as president or any election. Yeah. Yep. That's... I like primaries better. That way you don't get that much tension. Yeah. It's just you're just on your own and you vote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And generally, well, generally more people participate in a primary because it's all it's just coming out to your voting yeah uh, caucus you know you obviously have to be motivated you have to have the time to go to it whenever that meeting is mm-hmm. and well informed yeah. about what you're talking about okay why are primaries important to the candidate candidates so all everything that's going on right now they're they're 
they're trying to compile delegates, right? And these are the people then that are pledged to vote for that person when they get to their convention. So the Republicans and Democrats will have their own conventions this summer after all the voting's done, and the delegates who will come together and then they will vote for the nominee. That's when they officially vote for the nominee that they that, that comes out of their state. So the delegates are trying to get all those all those delegates they can now. And if they can get a majority, then get more than half of what's available, then they go into the convention and they know they're going to be the nominee. If nobody gets if nobody gets to a majority, which may happen on the Republican side, and it's close, then the convention goes in and then they have to start making deals with each other and to try and figure out who's going to vote for who and so forth. So. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean... Because then it takes more time, and for the people who really just want this to be over with, have to stress about it even more, and you know, especially with what we have. So, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> we have a long way to go. Oh, I yeah. know. Uh, that's what I think. I didn't really realize how important the primaries were until I realized, you know, you need a lot of voters on your side yeah. to get to... Just a regular election. Yeah. And that's kind of what's happened. The Republicans, they're, they're almost to the point where they don't think they can, they're not sure they can beat Trump. <laughs> they're trying to keep him from getting the majority because then they would go to their convention, the Republican convention, and he wouldn't have a majority. And then they'd have to start making deals with each other. Oh, maybe yeah. Picking a different nominee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump. So that's, that's <laughs> kind of, that's almost what's going on now in the Republican Party is they don't think they can beat him. So they're like, okay, let's keep him from getting... Hopefully we keep him from getting enough votes. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a tough one, knowing how close the numbers are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just tough in general. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of interesting interesting candidates. Interesting. Definitely been interesting. <laughs> yeah. Everything that's going on. Yeah. I still can't believe that Trump is not only running for president but winning but winning (laughs) winning the republican nomination that's that's terrifying it is oh my gosh we gotta move on okay next question (laughs) what happens after the election and what's the process for the elected president to get into office so after the election you'll have what's called uh, you'll have what's called a president elect That'll be the person that's getting that's going to come in as president in January. January 20th is when we inaugurate the new president. So up until that time, the current president, so President Obama, will still be in office. Uh, he'll be what by that time what we call a lame duck president because we'll know who the next president is. So there's that about two month period where you know Obama's leaving and you know who the new president is, but they don't have any power yet. So it'll be a transition period. Um, you'll see. President Obama, almost all presidents near the end of their term, when they know they're leaving, they pardon some different people for different things. Uh, they get lots of applications to people that wanted to be pardoned uh, for various crimes. A lot of times it's maybe nonviolent type things that they did and they got thrown in jail for 20 years or life or something like that. And then uh, the new president will start assembling their uh, his or her um, who they want to nominate for cabinet positions, secretary of state, and attorney general, and those types of things, and be prepping for that so that when they come into office, then they can kind of bring everybody with them and transition in and 
see what happens. And you know, one of the things that may happen is we're, we're one Supreme Court justice short right now, and there's debate whether the Senate will actually, if, if President Obama nominates, will the, will the Senate even hold a hearing or vote on this nominee? So the new president may end up coming in and having to nominate a new Supreme Court justice. Mm. Well, kind of one of those things we'll just have to wait and see. It's going to be interesting. And wait and see there will be. <laughs> okay, well, that's a cool one. That's a cool one. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. So, like, they, so, like, the president in that two month, they still are, like, allowed to do what they plan to do. They're still president, so, yeah, they yeah. Okay. still act accordingly in that office. A lot of times, too, they might talk with each other. So, um, when President, when Obama was elected but not yet president and George W. Bush was still in office, there was that transition. They actually conferred a little bit with each other because um, that was about, that was when the recession was hitting, mm-hmm. and so they were talking about economic plans and so forth. So yeah. they tried to tried to talk with each other at least, so they had a sense of this is what we'd like to see happen. But it doesn't. It's not always that way. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes maybe they don't get along and they just will not <laughs> converse I feel at like all. That's going to happen with Trump. He's just the, like if, not if, oh, okay. if he, Bill, if Bill, he which he, he better not be. Yeah. Bill, Bill Clinton, does. Bill Clinton, infamously, not him himself, but his people, when they left the White House, they uh, they popped all the W's off of the keyboards of the computers. Why? <laughs> because it was George W. Bush was coming in, and so just to kind of be smart alecky, uh, yeah. they took the W's off of all the keyboards That's in so the office. Funny. That's funny. That's amazing. It's oh really petty. I like it. Yeah, who, knows? <laughs> who knew that there would be a lot of professional people who can also be in professional attacks? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I really didn't. I thought, like, oh, yeah, they're professionals. They so. got to keep it together, but no, not at all. Yeah. Okay, so next question is completely off the political topic. And well. it is, well, depending <laughs> on what you've, yeah. Okay, what's your favorite historical event? Favorite historical event is World War II, the World War II era. Why? Probably because my grandfather fought in World War II, and so when I was growing up, he would he wouldn't he wouldn't tell a lot of stories, but every once in a while we'd be out together and he'd tell something about World War II, about his experience. He was involved with D-Day and the invasion, so the invasion of Normandy, and then he was into Germany early on, and so that just kind of always piqued my interest. So I think World War II is is a very interesting event, and how it then how everything afterwards pretty much. Stems off of that U.S. becoming a world power and so on and so forth, and the economy and everything that kind of came after that. So. That's cool. Okay, Kate, cool what's time. yours? What's mine? Ooh, I, mm, uh, I didn't think it through. Um, I don't really, I don't really count it as an event, but I guess like the start of like movies being made. Movies. Of course, I would say that, like the start of Hollywood as it is. Uh, or as it was, I should say. Hollywood is not as the, the same. Um, let's put, I, let's I put Kate know. on the spot. What was the name of the first talking movie? Movie with movie. sound. Gone with the Wind. Good guess, but no. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Jazz Singer. Jazz, Jazz Singer. singer. We, actually, See, we, were, know that. we, um, we had, in Honors U.S. History, we had a lecture on, like, this time period. I, I can't remember what it is, even though we have a test tomorrow. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Um... And um, he went through all how oh it's, it was during the um, 1920s and how um, it was right after World War II and how they began to process things 
and movies like became a big deal and like anything entertainment wise mm -hmm. like radios and all that became to be big big deal and movies became from silent and instrumental to uh, the sound and all that and then he'd give us examples one of them was gone with, was gone with the wind and all that so mm -hmm. yeah That's, I always remember gone with the wind because I remember it was like one of the first classic year for movies yeah, yeah. Of Oz, gone with the wind mm -hmm. Mr. Smith goes to Washington stagecoach they all came out same year well that's, <laughs> that's the year to be alive then yeah for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm into silent films, too. So, yeah, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Charlie Cha yeah. Cha Chaplin and Marlon Brando, all those people just killing it mm -hmm. since day one. Yeah. Since day one. Yeah. Um, how about you guys? How about Mackenzie? I'll start with Mackenzie. Um, I actually think me and Victoria were agreeing on this when um, Abraham Lincoln was president. Because he is so amazing. Yeah, and I really wish chill. I could meet that guy. Him in his top hat mm -hmm. and his beard. And he's so tall. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I read this book uh, for Honest U.S. History. And it was um, a historical one, but, like, with a narrative sense about all the little um, telegraphers in the war in the war during that time, Civil War. Um, and by the end of it, there was this part where they were um, in D.C. And it was one of the um, telegraph offices. And... Uh, it talked about how Abraham Lincoln would usually go there as a place to get away from, I think, one of the office members. And um, he would he would um, just talk with the, um, the telegraphers, the young ones who are, like, about 16, 17 years old, and learn new stuff about the telegrams. And, yeah, it was pretty cool. So, yeah, he's my idol. Civil War. It's a good time. Not really, but you know. Yeah. It's actually really amazing what those kids go through. I mean, reading that book totally changed my perspective. And yeah. Good. You read a lot of books, so. <laughs> From cases. I feel like your like perspective books. is just like very broad based on how much you read. And ha! Yeah, I guess so. It's good. It's good. I feel like you're willing to read all different kinds of Okay, nonfiction's books. not my favorite. And. I, I really have to be... I'm a picky chooser when it comes to nonfiction. Like, even though, like, especially the cover, and really ha depends on how thick it is, because sometimes it'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll read this book because, like, the content, like, the summary sounds really good and the cover looks good. And then everybody will be looking at me and be like, you're going to read that? And I'm like, yeah. And then I re read a couple of first pages and I'll be like... It's not going so well. I got to no. make something smaller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. I just don't read. <laughs> that works for me, personally. Um, okay, so now I think it's time to move on to the lightning round, which is kind of my favorite part. Um, it should be everybody's favorite part. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. points. Do you get points? Yeah. Well, no. No. Well, you get, no. you get significant points where, you know, if someone's listening and they're like, oh, I like that too. Then they'll just think you're the coolest. Yeah. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> Make a little ding after everyone. No, it's too much work. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Okay. Sound effects. Okay. Come on. <laughs> we should really get into sound effects. I've been I feel like we would be more like a radio <laughs> show. Yeah. Do sound effects with everything. We should like get one of those remotes. Get like a oh like a soundboard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Totally. Yeah. Get like little applause things for jokes. 
That'd be so great. Yeah. We'll just have to laughter. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That sounds perfect for us. <laughs> okay, so you ready for the light? Yeah. Round? First off, your turn. My turn? Okay, favorite color? Blue. Oh, that's me. Favorite movie? Star Wars. Of course. That's a good one. <laughs> Least favorite movie. Wait, before we move on. What Star Wars? Empire Strikes Back, greatest movie ever made. Wait, which one's that one? Is that number? So it was number. Well, it was, it's number five, episode five overall. It was the second one actually made. Oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Least favorite movie. The piano, which hopefully you've never heard of. It's I've, that. I've bad. never heard of it. I've never heard of that. It was nominated for an Oscar. That tells you how bad it was. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's it was, I'll tell you my story with the movie. My wife, people were saying, oh, the piano is right. It came out probably 90, probably 94-ish, somewhere in there. And people were talking about, oh, the piano nominated. Like, so my wife and I decided, it was, we were dating, we weren't married yet, but um, we were going. Pre-Chloe. Yeah, pre-Chloe. Pre-Chloe. <laughs> we were, we were, so we're going to the movie. All right, let's go watch the movie. We go in the evening, and we're in the movie, literally, and it's so bad. And there were probably about a half dozen people that just got up and walked out of the movie. It was so bad. And the only reason my wife and I didn't leave is because we didn't want to admit that we'd blown the, you know, the, at the time, six bucks each or whatever to watch this movie. And it was terrible. Don't ever watch it. It's <laughs> What's it about? The piano. It's about a piano. This lady goes to New Zealand, I think it is, and she wants her piano. She gets, like, an arranged marriage. It's just horrible. And so it's basically it. about wanting this <laughs> piano? Yeah, she plays the piano, and that's kind of what she's... If I recall, she's deaf, and so she has a daughter that she signs through that interprets for her. It was actually... Um, who plays Rogue in the X-Men movies? Um, Anna Paquin. She just played the little daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> I'm going to have to check that out. I say <laughs> it's the worst because it's the worst movie that I've ever seen that got so much acclaim, like the Academy Award nominations and stuff, and it was There's some awesome. movies out there. It's yeah. like... Why are you made? I feel like the Academy sometimes is just so pretentious that they don't realize that the movie is actually just bad. Terrible. Yeah, that happens. (laughs) Um, What is the worst thing you've ever bought? The worst thing I've ever bought? Mm -hmm. The piano. I never, no, I did not buy that. (laughs) Piano ticket, baby. That would be right up there. Worst thing I've ever bought. I haven't bought anything terrible that I can think of. Yeah, the ticket. That was it. The ticket. Terrible. What's the best thing you've ever bought? Uh, probably uh, my wife's engagement ring. Aww. Uh, I'll go sentimental. Oh, I'm going to tell her you said that. You get brownie points. So just recently, I went to the store and bought these amazing red pears because Mr. Parks he red gave pears. me one. And they were so good. They were, like, delicious. I go to the store, 99 cents per pound. I buy four of them. Go up to the U-scan, scans for two-something a pound, and a, and a total of five-something. I'm like, that can't be right because I was buying a whole bunch of stuff, and I needed it under a budget. And so I told the lady. She's like, okay, well, I'll fix it. So she types in, like, the amount and, like, what they're supposed to be, and it comes up to being close to $2. So I'm like, okay, that seems right. She never avoided the $5-and-something <laughs> cents. So I go, take the receipt, and I realize that I paid $7 for four red pairs. I was so mad that when I got home, I told my mom about it. And she's like, why don't you just go back to the store? And I'm like, no, because I would waste more money going that way because of the gas. Yeah, but like, were they good? They were good. Were they $7? <laughs> they weren't $7 worth of good, but they were still good. Um, favorite animal? Dog. 
dog. What, what kind, kind of dog? dog? Oh, okay. I've always, I always liked like Alaskan Malamutes. I think they're cool. Oh, they're never okay. owned one, but I've always liked anything them Alaskan. Kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Alaskan Malamute. Yeah, I big dogs. You, you should get one. We don't have, I don't have room for big dogs. But. Yeah, but I don't like Maybe. tiny dogs. Tiny dogs are too tiny. I don't like like, <laughs> like purse dogs. <laughs> like your dog. Purse dogs are no for like purse dogs, like little oh, tiny yeah. tiny ones. Oh yeah, like, Yeah, like a rat size. Oh, I hate chihuahuas so. Much. You gotta have I like mid size, not super huge. Rottweilers are cool too. My my in laws have would have Rottweilers Great Dane. for years. Yeah, no, I have a golden retriever. Cool. <laughs> yeah, golden retrievers are kind of where it's at. I think. But like, I get hair everywhere. And it's, it's showing your love, keeping you warm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, what's sure. your dream vacation? Dream vacation. Have to go to Norway because I have tons of extended relatives there my grandpa was full-blooded norwegian so we have hundreds of distant cousins and so forth in norway so i think it'd be cool to go up and travel to scandinavia and norway and so forth and, that'd be cool. i have a lot of finnish family chloe and i will go yeah send, send and if i couldn't go there then i'd have to go on a golfing trip to scotland so. a golfing trip to scotland that's just awesome um dream car dream car 1957 Camaro. chevy two-door two-door that's very specific and I like that um perfect meal perfect meal pizza 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 and pepsi uh Canadian bacon beef pepperoni and pineapple do not like pineapple what's wrong with people today (laughs) what's wrong everybody else in my family eat pineapple I won't we have split taste and pizza pizza. get your own pizza make them suffer okay pineapple what's your favorite tv show Favorite, like now or just any general? Um, I think. Why don't we do now and general? Now in general. Right now, Big Bang Theory, probably. Yes. And in general, overall, would probably be anything Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek. Original series, Next Generation. Okay, I was going to say, which one? That we have to keep on specifying even yeah. further. Just which one? Which one? Favorite song? Favorite song. Let's go. Favorite song, probably. Probably living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. You got really excited. <laughs> I know that song. It's pretty good. It's really good. You know that. It's so Bon Jovi, if we're asking. Yeah, yeah. Musical yeah. group. Then. Mm-hmm. Okay, so very important. Marvel. Very important. Whoa. Whoa. Very Marvel or DC. Jeez. Now you ask the tough questions. Oh, I know. I'm going to say, and this is because my favorite superhero is Batman, so I'm going to say DC just because my favorite all-time superhero is Batman. Batman. Oh, my gosh. Well, I have good. to admit that Marvel movies are good. have been very, very good, very, very awesome. Man, everybody's picking DC. Everybody's picking Batman. Oh, Batman's awesome. He's terrible. Because he doesn't have any, like, superpowers. He's just a dude that has... Billions of dollars. What God, <laughs> that's why that could be so anybody. Dumb. He's not a superhero. He's just a rich guy. Yeah, could be Donald Trump. Oh, oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not going to enjoy Batman ever. <laughs> and so, last thing, we want to thank you for your time. We really appreciate it, and um, we would love if you finished our episode with your favorite quote. Okay. Try not, do or do not. There is no try. Who said it? Yoda. 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 I I knew it. (laughs) Ah. Yoda. I love Ah. Yoda. He's so cute.
him. He was so weird. He's so cute. He's not, he's like a little, I don't know. I see him as like a little fluffy pet that's wise and can speak. Mm. I watched Star Wars. I watched the prequels first. So, like, I got used to the wise version, and then I went back and watched, like, the originals. And he's just, like, insane. So, I thought that was He's fun. a little older, then. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a little crazy in, in his later years. He's been living on Dagobah for a while. The podcast is an AHS production brought to you by Victoria Holcomb, Mackenzie Burnett, Kate Karna, and Clint Hill. Graphics are by Raina Christian. Music and editing is by Victoria Holcomb. Special thank you to Liz Rowe for the question suggestion. Special thanks to this week's sponsor, Dutch Brothers. We'll see you all next time as we cast off on our next episode.